At Federal, we have products for every season and every pursuit. Our passionate and dedicated teams design, build, and deliver the world's best American-made ammunition, whether you're hunting, target shooting, or defending yourself and family. Our pride and hard work can be found in every box, ammo can, or bottle of ammunition. For us, it's always in season. It's federal season. Welcome to Federal Ammunition's podcast. It's federal season. I'm Jason Vanderbrink, president at Federal, along with Jason Nash, the vice president of marketing. Our podcast today is a timely one as the USA is getting ready to compete in the Olympics in Tokyo. We are fortunate enough to be joined by the men's trap duo of Derek Mine and Brian Burroughs that will represent Team USA in Japan. We're so honored to have both of you join us today. It's an honor to be here. Before we get started on the questions part, here is a little bio on both of our guests. Derek Mine's background. Derek grew up on a farm in Kansas, got his love for the outdoors at an early age, following his dad when he went out quail and deer hunting. He started shooting clays at the age of eight and his dad in a small league at a local gun club. The list of accomplishments are long. NSCA champion for sporting clays, ATA Grand American AAA high all-around, world and state championships in the pinnacle of representing the United States in the Olympics. Brian Burroughs' background, Brian started shooting at an early age and was competing in the American Trap Association by the age of eight. In 2004, Brian started shooting at an international bunker. Since then, he has won on every level, both domestically and internationally. He came out of retirement to win a spot on the Trap team on March 3, 2020, with the games only to be delayed. He took home the gold medal at the Pan Am Games in 2019, earning an American earning an Olympic quota spot for Team USA. In his spare time, Brian enjoys dirt biking, skydiving, surfing, skating, wakeboarding, and hunting. So, interesting background on both of you all. So, uh, let's start with the questions, and we'll start with Derek. So, Derek, I've known you uh, and your family forever, and uh, your competition experience is long and distinguished. How do you compare this, the Tokyo Olympic Games, to your other competitions that you've won? Um, it's uh, it's probably as nerve-wracking as any competition I've been preparing for. And it was, without a doubt, the hardest thing I've ever had to do to make the Olympic team, um, as far as anything with a shotgun, that is. Um, without a doubt, the greatest challenge of my life. Brian, Tokyo's... Uh... Two months away your ride's been a little different than Derek's um you actually made the team in 2012 but the spot wasn't qualified and you had to watch the, Lon- the London games from home with the wait being so long how was the ramp up to this event and your and how is your anticipation level you know it's uh it, it has been a different road and the the wait getting to where we are right now where we're two months out can't tell you how excited I am to go to the games with Derek and um yeah not being able to qualify the u.s for uh two quads uh you know as a country it's, it was kind of difficult but being able to uh to qualify it and uh, and get to go is it's exciting and it's even though we've had a little bit of a 
a hiccup with the delay of the games there. Um, I, I can't, I'm so excited. You know, this has been shooting the Olympic style for 15, 17 years um, with Derek. And it's just been, it's been a long road, but uh can't tell you how excited I am. So Brian and I actually shot off in 2007 for the first half of the Olympic trials. We shot off for fourth place, I believe, didn't we? Third or did or you? Fourth. It was a yeah. long time ago. <laughs> That's interesting. So guys, I, obviously we all know about the delay th- this year in the games. How have you been able to keep your excitement level up to represent the U.S.? Um, Brian, how about starting with you? Uh, you know, that's that's been one of the more difficult uh, aspects of the delay. You know, uh, you think about we've got all this extra time to train and prepare, but um, it's difficult to know how to ramp up. Uh, you know, for the first half, we didn't know if there were going to be games, if it was a postponement or if it was a cancellation. So being able to manage uh, our expectations has been been difficult roller coaster of emotion you know uh, week by week and month by month but for the last few months it's been you know full send on the olympics so we've been training and just coming together as a team and getting just really excited uh, i think this past weekend we came together as an olympic team and uh, uh i'm sure derek felt it too but kind of the energy leading up to the games and coming together as team usa is just it's starting to get tangible. It's starting to get real. It's not delayed anymore. It's here. That's great. And then Derek, I know you you stay busy shooting other disciplines. How have you remained focused on on the games? Well, for me, you know, there was the initial disappointment when the games got postponed. But once they kind of confirmed that they were going to happen again, um, it was kind of nice to get that break after the grueling process of of making the team. And I think that helped re-energize me as along with going and shooting all the other games. Um, I've always just loved shooting clay pigeons, whether that be trap seats, sporting clays, Olympic trap, you know, whatever it is, I like to like to participate. So being able to go do all that stuff allowed me to kind of stay active with a shotgun without burning myself out on Olympic trap. And now that we're got the hard go and we're we're driving forward um my mind's still fresh on olympic trap and i'm able to focus hard and and get the work done that's needed that's great so what if you guys could could share uh maybe starting with you derek um what's your travel itinerary going to be like for the games you know when do you get there do you have time to acclimate do you have x number of practice rounds before you start um you know this being my first games i'm not sure what uh what it'll entail, especially with um, COVID restrictions and stuff. Right now, it looks like we're going to go over six, seven days in advance of the opening ceremonies, um, but we're not sure what we're going to be able to do once we get there. So hopefully, we'll be able to get as much training in as we can and and uh, be ready to go come uh, July 28th. Brian, how about, you know, in terms of expectations for the games, obviously, you've had a ups and downs emotionally and getting ready for this, you know, how, how you staying focused and w- what do you think? Any predictions for us? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, ever since 
I can remember watching the games and hearing the stories from other Olympians that have gone to the games in different sports. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of consistency in what they experienced. And, you know, with Team USA House and uh, coming together as a team and then experiencing the competition and with the other countries as well. Um, so this game, we're not sure. You know, I'm excited uh, and I'm focusing on just uh, representing our country at the games. And anything past that is is going to be great. You know, I'm not sure. We just kind of have to keep it fluid. So I'm not sure what we'll be able to do. If we'll be able to go support our other teammates in other sports or if we'll be able to, uh, you know, just support one another. But we're there to do a job and we're excited to do it. And I think we just kind of have to take it as it comes. And there's going to be some ups and downs with all the restrictions. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cross wires and uh, just a lot of changes along the way. But I think as long as we stay focused, it's just going to be, it'll be a great game. So it'll be a great experience. As far as families over there, is, is the policy not having families be spectators? Correct. So as I understand it right now, and things can change, um, hopefully, but we are not allowed to bring family. Uh, I just got married a month ago. Uh, my new wife, we've been planning to, you know, for her to come to the games and, you know, my family has supported me forever and ever. Um, and as of right now, they're not able to go. So they will be supporting from back home. And what countries do you, do you foresee as being your toughest competition? You know, um, there's a couple of, of good countries out there. Italy always has a strong team. Uh, Australia has a good team too. And, um, you know, a lot of these guys, Derek and I have, have met and have shot with and against and, uh, you know, are, are friends with for, you know, known for years. So there's some, some good countries out there, probably, you know, Italy, Australia, um, but I think we're feeling a pretty strong team. So we're going to get in there and do battle. So when you, when you get to the line and, and you're on the competition or, or just before you start shooting, do you both have different kinds of mental preparations that you're going to go through? You know, um, no different than what I've been working on for the last 17 years. It's another shoot. Um, and it's just a just a play target. You know, I'll focus on the process, uh, what I know I need to do, how I need to move, how I need to see the target. And that's how I'll mentally prepare. That's what I will focus on. And I'll treat it just like any other competition. And then when it's over, we can look at it in a little bit different light. Yeah, for for me, um, anytime I go to a, a big competition whether it's been a world championship the national sporting clays any of the biggest stuff that i've shot in there's always an extra energy um, that you get with being there and sometimes that can lead to anxiety and and uh, nervousness and stuff so i just try i try and corral that extra energy to pump me up and and help me execute my game plan a little better uh, when i actually get on the line so hopefully uh, i'll be able to harness that extra energy this time around and and uh, maybe get to meet Brian on the podium. 
could you could one of you derek um could you explain the difference between the international trap and the trap that everyone is used to when they go to their local gun club and shoot uh the the biggest difference um that people are going to notice right off the bat is speed of the target uh an ata target is roughly 41 42 miles an hour and an olympic trap target is anywhere from 58 to almost 70 miles an hour depending on the height of it um but then you've got uh, a bunker trap um the field the house is actually at ground level and the machines are underground um, there's 15 machines three machines are set for each of the five shooting locations and over the course of a round you know you're going to get two lefts one straight away and two rights off each post but you don't know when when the left right or straight or uh you don't know yeah they're know. they're random random order um you know if you're really paying attention you might be able to know six or seven of your last 10 targets. is it is it 16 yards it's uh 15 meters okay uh the the target you know comes out of the house at 15 meters but the target gets thrown 76 meters um so it, it gets chucked out there quite a ways and the load uh talk to our listeners about the load that you'll be shooting so I use the uh, the gold medal paper twenty four gram of seven and a half. Uh, that's the the ISSF regulations for uh, for the Olympic event. Um, it's a uh, it creates a smaller pattern. Um, makes you have to be a little more precise with your shots to be successful in breaking targets. Is there a delay after you say pull? Uh, not in trap. Um, the the delay comes in Olympic skeet. Uh, where the target can come instantaneous to up to three seconds. But in trap, it's an instantaneous pull. We're biased, right? But we all love paper shells, right? The smell. What is there anything else about that load that, that really helps you prepare and be confident going up to the line? You know, it, it's such a consistent shell. Um, you know, it's got great shot, um, really consistent powder loads. So your recoil is always the same. The speed's always the same, and the feel is always the same. Even when you change lots, um, you'd never notice any difference in the shells. And so that consistency helps me be consistent, knowing that my equipment's always going to be the same, and what changes is always me, not the equipment. Brian, how about you in terms of your routine? You talked a little bit about how you get yourself up for a competition. Um, talk a little bit about your, your gun and your, your ammo and your routine. Yeah, so uh, I mean, we use the same ammo, gold metal papers. And you know, one thing that that I like that you know I, I know Derek likes too is that you know they are extremely consistent. And that's what we want um, or need in this game to be successful in all aspects. But um, it's it's not a sharp recoil either. You know, we get two shots, so it's important for us to stay on target for the second shot uh, and. You know, not having a, a sharp recoil definitely helps with that. And you notice it. You know, when you, when you shoot as many targets and, and rounds as Derek and I, you know, the little things are what you notice. And that's one thing that stands out to me. And I uh, absolutely, you know, love it. Ever since I was a, a kid, that was the gold medal standard. That's what everybody was wanting with. And it's, um, it's just a great show. Awesome. I think, you know, one of the great things about shooting is it's a sport you can enjoy 
later in life too. Um, are you guys, how about starting with you, Derek, are you planning to, to keep after this Olympic dream and go, you know, after you have success here, go on to Paris 2024? You know, um, that's, that's kind of hard to say. Uh, looks like there's a lot of changes coming in the quota places for the upcoming Olympics. Um, uh, I, I'm going to have to take, uh, take some time and really make sure that that's something that I want to put, not only go through myself, but put my family through, um, trying to chase another Olympics. But, uh, if, if it doesn't appear to be changing too much in, in my time away, I, I definitely would like the opportunity to chase another Olympic. Brian, how about you? Yeah. You know, I kind of have to mimic a little bit of what Derek says. It's that, you know, there's a lot of changes coming and, um, just being able to adapt to that with, um, you know, family life. And if we can adapt our schedules, and I think it would be great, I'd love to, to do that and, and chase another Olympics, you know, if it's more in a coaching capacity and let some of the younger guys take a shot at it, then, you know, that'd be great too. But, you know, I think we'll just see what the changes are and, uh, and how they're coming. Ichi, what guns are you shooting in this competition? So I shoot a Prozzi MX-8. What, what link barrels? I shoot a 30-inch barrel. It's got a 6-millimeter rip. In what choke? So it's an improved uh, mod on the bottom, full on the top. Uh, I shoot a, a Kohler Arms Max Light uh, with the uh, ramp tapered rib. And I shoot 32-inch barrels with uh, improved modified on the first shot, full on the second. That's awesome. It's really interesting to hear about the different different disciplines and, and the gear. Um, you both started shooting, obviously, at a very young age after, you know, going through some of your background. Um, what's one of the great things right now is that we've got a, a resurgence of interest in our sports. People are getting out and trap shooting and, and all clay target shooting uh, disciplines right now. What one tip could you give to someone who's, you know, a young kid starting out in the sport? what they should do to continue to get better and and thrive in the sport yeah so um my best advice is is always to go out and have fun but uh, the best way you can help yourself get better is is find someone that uh that knows and understands the sport and can can help you with the basic fundamentals and uh as you progress in the sport you're going to start to see other people around you that you know, maybe are taking lessons from certain people or, or other people that have been there themselves and you can get a feel for who you think would be a good coach to, uh, to attach yourself with, to, uh, to help further your progression on, uh, on your skills. But, uh, the, the biggest thing is go out and have fun, enjoy the game as best you can. Perfect. How about you, Brian? Yeah, I think, um, you know what, what Derek said is is great and spot on. And and to add to that, I think one thing that helped me when I was younger was gun fit. I had a problem with gun fit um, for you know a number number of years, changing things around, trying to get it to fit. And um, for somebody starting off, it could you can lessen the curve if you have proper gun fit, and you know you can go to you know, a coach, like, uh, like Derek said, or, you know, maybe go to the gun manufacturer, go to uh, a seasoned gunsmith and just make sure that your guns set up 
for you, where it's, it's shooting where you're looking. And that way, when you're working on the fundamentals, you're not, um, you're not having to learn things twice. You're not have, having to battle yourself or battle your equipment. So when you start off, make sure that the gun fits you and you start working on the fundamentals right away because that's what's going to lead you into the next progression of, of your shooting. You know, Derek and I work on fundamentals every day we go shooting. That's not something that you stop working on. So um, it's going to be with you your entire shooting career. And whether you're shooting targets or whether you're shooting birds, same thing. It's going to, there's a lot of overlap. I always uh, find it interesting to hear how different people call for targets. What, what, what the, <laughs> is that an important thing to think about in terms of consistency of, of your routine? I mean, what's your signature call? Yeah, so mine's a little bit different. Um, I used to go with pole and pole was working fine for, for years and, you know, through puberty and dancing in years, my voice changed, I believe. And, um, I, I noticed I was getting some late pulls and like you said, consistency is, uh, so important. So I, I shortened it up and instead of pull, I went to I like the letter I, uh, it's sharp, it's quick. It's easy to say. There's not a lot of movement in my face and it's just, uh, that's kind of what I, I ended on. Yeah, I I had the same trouble. Um, I used to call pull, and I still do when I'm not using a voice release. But uh, on on the the mics and stuff, uh, it just felt like uh, a more consistent, just a one syllable, short. Like I I use a a ya kind of sound, um, and it, uh, it it again it doesn't take much much facial facial movement to get a a good sharp solid consistent sound. Uh, to trigger the mics to throw the target. That's great. I, I know uh, you definitely hear some interesting calls at the Sporting Clays Championship. Guy I shot with went, ha! There's <laughs> <laughs> a whole variety. We'll do a whole episode on that someday. But um, guys, if uh, really appreciate you being on. Um, if you don't mind, we'd like to keep you on for another segment because we're going to talk a little bit more about that ammunition that we touched on. And, um, you know, using some training techniques that could help all shooters improve their skills. Okay. Yep. Meet the industry's widest variety of game-changing ammunition. However you shoot and whatever you hunt, fortune favors the prepared. And nothing prepares you better than federal premium. It's a gold standard advantage delivered directly from the experts in premium ammunition. Find your federal premium advantage today. Welcome back to It's Federal Season and our technology segment, Tech Talk. Continuing on the, our, on our uh, Olympic game theme, there are a record 33 sports this year and 339 events being contested in Tokyo across 42 competition venues. The first medal that will be awarded in the entire Olympics will be won in shooting. On day one of the games, the women's 10-meter air rifle will hand out medals. That is just a neat fun fact. The shooting sports will have 300 competitors, and the disciplines include rifle, shotgun, and pistol. So, yep, back in 2018, we were fortunate enough uh, through Jason's contacts to become 
the official ammunition sponsor and supplier of USA Shooting. Now, that's a commitment that we made to support and promote USA Shooting and, and help to build the team that uh, the best shot shells that they can have to compete at the highest levels of competition. Uh, Derek, starting with you, uh, let's talk about the specific product. You know, we, we already covered it a little bit last time, but, you know, anything else you can say about the, the gold medal papers that, that will give you a, an edge in competition? Um, you know, for me, when, uh, when I'm shooting an, an ammo that breaks targets hard and I'm hanging dust balls, that builds confidence in my game and makes me feel like I'm doing things better. Um, especially if I'm breaking targets harder than my competition, it, it really gives me that boost of confidence. And, uh, I feel like I, I get those kind of breaks with the, with the gold medal ammunition. And in terms of, again, on routine, is there anything you do unique about loading or, you know, carrying X number of shells in your pocket, anything that keeps you consistent in your routine with the ammunition? Um, I, I dump one box in each pocket when I walk out mm -hmm. onto the field and I, I know without a doubt that I'm going to have enough shells in my pocket. Um, I very seldom do I use more than maybe eight or 10 uh, second shots in a round as long as I'm shooting a decent round. Um, so I, I've always got plenty of ammo. Perfect. Brian, I, I know you talked a little bit in the previous segment, but anything else on, on the papers? Yeah, you know, the... Like uh, we touched on the consistency of it, it's you know, so important, especially in this game. There's so many inconsistencies, and uh, especially when we travel abroad, whether it's uh, Italy or Peru or China, um, you know, all these different places have different ammo, uh, and so different. They also have different backgrounds. There's different air density and humidity. So all these things are inconsistencies that we have to try to manage. And having a consistent shell is just one thing that we don't have to think about. We know how fast it's going. We know what the recoil is going to be like. We know what the pattern is going to be like. And you're trying to manage the other elements. And, yeah, maybe you're not hanging smoke balls, but, you know, you're, you're kind of getting close. You're going to get that, that crack of the target. You're going to get that, that piece. You know, it throws a real consistent uh, pattern. And that's what we look for in an ammo because uh, one target can literally mean the difference between being a gold medalist in the olympics or not even making the final and you, know, you think about one target that's less than a second so that's probably like half a second that you have between gold medal or nothing at all so that consistency is so important um yeah, absolutely. We we love them as a team. Personally, I love them, and you know, I definitely have confidence in it. Do you guys have coaches today, or is, is just yourself coach? Because you've all been shooting for decades, and do you just learn to do and tweak uh, what you need to by yourself, or do you guys have coaches today? So I think at, at any level, it's it's good to have a uh, a sounding board, a coach, uh, you know, somebody there to see what you don't see, you know, behind the gun. So uh, we have our national coach, Jay Weger, or excuse me, uh, Jay Waldron. Uh, I also personally work with Dwayne Weger, and then Lance Bate is also one of our uh, assist assistant coaches. So between, you know, the three of those guys, we're 
they're going to catch any inconsistency. And I keep hitting on consistency, but it's just so important. Um, if we don't see it, we don't feel it, maybe we're a little jet lag, maybe we're a little tight or sore, um, you know, those guys are, are going to catch and be like, uh, moving a little slow. You're going to try this, try that. Um, and, and it's not like we're remaking the wheel, but those are some of the guys that, that I like to work with. Yeah, for for me, I've a I've always kind of been self-taught, and uh, I figured out real quick that uh, when it came to bunker trap, I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to be unless I had uh, had someone I trusted looking over my shoulder helping. And uh, so I've been I worked a lot with Lance Bade. Um, he he's really helped me solidify my game and be cons- more consistent um, over across a broader range of environments that we shoot in. And uh, and then Jay Waldron um, has has helped quite a bit too. Um, you know, both both of those guys have have been to the Olympic Games um, and have been where I wanted to be, and uh, they've been very vital to my success. Derek, if you look at this year, I mean, you're getting into the heat of the Sporting Clay Tournament and then the Grand American. Are you going to focus strictly on Olympic trap, or are you still going to shoot those other disciplines until the till the games? Um, I'm going to shoot. Uh, shoot the U.S. Open Sporting Clays in June, but uh, beyond that, it's it's going to be almost all bunker trap through the Olympic Games. Yep, I'm going to focus primarily on Olympic trap, and you know there might be some Sporting Clays or a five stand or or something to to break it up, but primarily uh, I'll be focusing on Olympic trap. One of the things we've talked about on on the podcast is the importance of muscle memory or instinct. What do you say, Brian? What's more important? I I think they're equally tied together. Um, you, your instincts can help you uh, in a direction, but you have to also build that muscle memory to trust your instincts when you get into the heat of battle. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that. You know, when you're when you're learning, you're working on uh, you know, the muscle memory, repetition, repetition, and then when you make that transition from practice into competition or the heat of battle, like Derek was saying, you know, you have to, uh, you have to really merge the, uh, the muscle memory that you've been working on in practice and then the instincts, especially when, when things start, um, stop going your way, you know, maybe you start missing some or second barreling some, you need to really manage both sides of those. You need to use your instincts, uh, you know, your God-given talent that you have um, but you also need to, to hone it and focus it down and, and let your body know what it ne- needs to do. Brian, uh, just in keeping with, you know, instinct, muscle memory, when you're training, how do you approach sight picture in, in your leads? That's one of those things in bunker, especially that is for me anyways, I have to be very precise and depending on the light, the background, uh, you know, how fast the targets are going, the setting on the bunker. Uh, I might move my eyes uh, up a little bit or down a little bit, depending on where I want to catch the target coming out. And then that all leads into the final sight picture where I have the, the target and the gun. And you, when I make the move, it's, it's not always the same move because all the targets are different. But at the end, it's really important to have that, that sight picture that you know the target's going to break. 
It's not a question, you know it. And that's something you work in practice to get and build in and brand that side picture into your memory. Derek, how about you? How do you get into that zone and, and really focus in on your... Uh, for, for me, it's all about my pre-shot routine and, and getting my gun and my eyes set uh, so that sight picture is consistent when the target comes out of the house. Um, past that point, it becomes all instinctual. And for me, the sight picture, when the gun comes into the target, um, I know that I'm connected and it's time to be pulling the trigger. Um, and if I do something wrong, then I don't get that feeling and usually ends in a miss on the scoreboard. So it's it's all predicated on on the start the target comes out. Perfect. So you you're both obviously top of your games. You know you've been in a lot of competitions. How how do you deal with with pressure and nervousness? So personally, I um, you know, everybody gets nervous. I think it's important to to touch on that. So uh, whether it's a national level match or World Cup or the Olympics, everybody gets nervous. Um, but being able to just really focus on, on your process, on what you're trying to execute, you know, uh, is, is really important. It helps you manage those nerves. It helps you manage those emotions. And what Derek said earlier, where you can funnel that excitement into something productive. And, uh, it's just like, you know, quarterback running a play. You know what you want to do, and you just execute it. Derek, any other thoughts on that? How you yeah, get yourself I, up? I think Brian's spot on. Um, you know, you you have to be so solid in your foundation and your fundamentals and your process that that extra excitement doesn't doesn't mess up your your thought process as you're as you're executing that game plan. Um, so it, that's where you know going back to your instincts and muscle memory. All that work that you've put in ahead of time is all geared towards getting a really solid process to break targets. And then you, you try and use that excitement and extra energy you get from being in competition to help you almost hyper-focus on executing that process. One last question for both of you. Any, uh, any superstitions that you do give you good luck? I don't know if I have any superstitions. I'm sure I have little things that I do, you know, like a pitcher or something when I wiggle my butt a certain amount of times, but that just goes back to consistency. Um, I will tell you one thing that, that I do. Maybe it's science. Maybe it's uh, me, but I like to eat pizza the night before a competition. You know, carbo load, also pizza is my favorite food group, so it's just an excuse to eat pizza, I suppose. <laughs> Pepperoni? Yeah, I, I like to eat seafood. Uh, the night before competition, and I uh, generally wear pretty much the same pair of socks and underwear uh, for different days of the competition. I've got I've got an order that I gotta gotta wear. There you go. Well, that's that's an interesting one. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate uh, your time today. On behalf of uh, everyone who supports the Olympics, uh, it we can't we can't uh, wait to see that both of you uh, do well over there. You'll, you'll certainly represent our country well, as we know you, you guys always do in every day that you live. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing back some medals for the, the, for the Team USA and for Federal. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having us. It's an honor to get to represent such a great, uh, great company on the biggest stage in the world. No, we can't, we can't uh, say thank you guys enough for representing this great country that we live in and, 
we're humbled that you shoot our product. And on behalf of our 4,000 employees, good luck over there and bring home the gold, okay? Thank you very much. There's a time and a place for every season. This is that time. And these are those special places. When preparation gives way to anticipation, rituals, and traditions. <laughs> Friends, family, forever. This is what you live for. It's time to celebrate the annual tradition like no other. It's federal season. Welcome back to It's Federal Season and the News and Notes segment. Did you know that shooting was one of the nine sports included in the first modern Olympic Games in 1896 and has only missed two Olympic Games since? Women began to compete in shooting at the Mexico 1968 Games and in 1984 at the Games in Los Angeles for the first time there were separate events held as part of the Olympic program. The USA is the most successful nation in Olympic shooting, with a total of 110 medals, 54 of which are gold. And that's double the number one by second place China. They've got 56 medals and 22 gold. The schedule for the men's and women's trap competition starts with qualification on Wednesday, July 28th, and the finals are set for Thursday, July 29th. Skeet will have qualification rounds on Sunday, July 24th, and the finals are set for Monday, July 25th. If you want to support USA Shooting and the hopes and dreams of our Olympic shooting teams, you can do so by purchasing gold medal grand paper shot shells. A portion of each purchase goes to supporting USA Shooting as they shoot for the gold. Federal is also excited to be joining Talk North Podcast Network. The network is filled with content talking sports and outdoors. Head to talknorth.com for more and subscribe to the network. Next, look for Federal's attendance at an upcoming family-friendly consumer show. Federal will be at the Ducks Unlimited Expo, also known as the DUX event, June 25th through 27th at Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas. For more on this event, go to duckexpo.com. Federal will be there with sister company Remington to talk ammo, and we cannot wait to be outdoors again talking everything outdoors with you. If you like the It's Federal Season podcast, be sure to let us know by filling out a rating and review on iTunes. And remember, for us, it's always in season. It's Federal Season.